Yeah. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to uh, Homegrown Hustlers. On today's show, we're going to just chat. We're going to talk about uh, employees, age differences, uh, I don't know, I guess kind of the relationships that, that happen at, at work and establishing those, I guess, kind of kind of stuff along, along those lines. Uh, as usual, it's brought to you by Larson Waste and uh, Fox Canyon Glass. We're missing Derek today. He didn't answer his phone, so uh, I guess uh, next week, hopefully, he'll be around. So Yeah, hopefully he's working hard and uh, slacking off. Yeah, maybe he's on vacation. You on vacation, Derek? I don't know. Guess we'll find out, yeah. <laughs> Can we just start off with saying how hard it is to freaking find people that want to work hard nowadays? Dude, it's it's been nuts. I've told a couple of people I think the country needs just like a solid recession or something, man. It doesn't yeah. seem like people are thankful for work. I've never had a harder time finding someone that is willing to work eight to five and just do work, man. Yeah. I mean, without complaining, it's you'll find them and they'll work their butt off for about two weeks and they're done. Yeah, and which it's crazy to me because, like, I don't know, we're really not asking anybody to do anything we haven't done or aren't willing to do. Um, and it's not like we're not paying them either. We're paying yeah. them fifteen bucks an hour. Yeah, pay, paying people good, but they're like, yeah, they don't. Uh, uh, I don't know. I guess it, I think it probably has more to do with there's so many jobs out there. So you go back to like 2009, 10, 11, like people would jump at the opportunity just to have work, solid work, consistent work. And right now it's just like, oh, you're working me 42 hours a week. Like I got to get out of here. Yeah. And uh, let's let's clarify that this isn't millennials either. This is... 18 to 45. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a large... Well, and honestly, like, the 18-year-olds are, from what I've seen, are, like, more hungry. The the guys that actually will do it. Like, yeah, I know a couple... I've got a couple guys in my head that we've got out there that are just... Whatever you need me to do, and for however, however long you need me to do it, like, I'm here to work. That's... Like, if I'm making money, I'm, I'm happy. And uh, that's kind of skews lower like i'd say under 30 those are the guys for us that are doing that and it's probably the 30 and above more more often than not that it seems like they're not willing to just work yeah and and people you know rag on millennials like crazy but i'm like sheesh like most guys are millennials here actually hustling yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, like Gary Vee said, shout out to Gary Vee for uh, calling it how it is. I mean, most of these 40-year-olds are saying, man, I can't stand these millennials. And guess what, dude? You 40-year-olds created the millennials. So, <laughs> I mean, you hate what you created. It's your own fault. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, they parented them. And at the same time, respect to uh, my father for uh, raising me right, because I like to think that I like to work hard. Same with your dad. I mean, Heck yeah, dude. I find ourselves outperforming uh, a lot of these 40-year-olds. And that's why I wonder if it has something to do with the relationship because I wonder if it does have something to do with their age, you know, age difference and if people have an issue working with, uh, you know, working for someone that, that's younger than them, if they've got a supervisor that's younger than them or, or yeah. something like that, if they've got an issue with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, uh, shoot, this actually calls a, is a good call to action. Maybe we should... Uh, 
put this up on Instagram real quick and do a shout out or for you guys listening to these podcasts maybe reach out to us on our Facebook page at Larson Waste um, or our Instagram and I just kind of want to hear some feedback actually I'm kind of curious what you guys thoughts are do you think uh, this uh, poor work ethic has something to do with the fact that their bosses are uh, maybe younger than them or you know they feel like uh, we're entitled or do you think it has something to do with uh, the location maybe it's just uh, where we're there at you, yeah. or maybe even it has something to do with the government I don't know there's a lot of people that think that this whole uh, what do they call it AXA and, or Access Access sorry. Welfare yeah Access AXA <laughs> is a uh, life and uh <laughs> A welfare man or a wealth management, oh, really? yeah. <laughs> Freaking weird. They sell term life and whole life, so sorry about accent. But, anyways, yeah, uh, we want to hear from you guys. Kind of let us know what your thoughts are and if anyone else is having this problem because uh, I don't know, call me crazy, but there, there's something a trend that's going on right now, and uh, I just kind of interested what the other business owners' thoughts are. Yeah, see if everyone else is having that problem, if it's kind of an overall thing, or if it just happens to be that us is running into it. But kind of got a thought while you're saying that. I don't know if this is going to throw us off into left field, and it might, but I, don't yeah. know. Hey, I guess whatever. Fair. Like, I, th- I think there's a trend in society, like culture, that's kind of attacking men in general and what men used to be and they kind of are demonizing that um and there's stuff that like goes into that like i know since like the 80s overall men's testosterone has been dropping significantly year over year um and you know i kind of wonder if that that might be a part of it is just uh this demonizing of men and like uh masculinity and so hard work isn't it used to be such a important value and now in society like to be a man that goes and just works all day and comes home and you know spends time with his family i think is starting to kind of be attacked and i wonder if that culture shift is something that's kind of just uh pushing down people's drive to to get places yeah um and this may be another random side note to that but uh like gary v said all those parents that are uh giving these kids you know fifth place trophies i wonder if that has something maybe there's no competitive drive so there's no reason for people to work hard at something because they know at the end of the day they're still going to get a paycheck and there's no motivation to be the best at everything you do not just sports i mean because that's where a lot of this competitive comes comes from and uh, gary v talks a lot about it is Yo, I, I'm super competitive, I love sports, but he also takes that emotion and drive and puts it towards his work ethic. And man, he he loves to prove people wrong when it comes to work and he works his butt off and he hates when people outwork him. So maybe that could have a little bit of... Uh, and I guess that's what I can't really wrap my brain around is uh, I feel like I've got so much drive. Like I feel, I feel almost panicked. Yeah. When I'm not working, and even when I am working, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but I'm like, I'm free, I've, I've got to go after it. I've got to keep going. I've got to push, 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 push. And it's seriously like a panic in me. And I, in my past, it hasn't made a difference. And I don't think that makes a difference for me, whether I'm working for myself or someone else, because either way, it's pushing towards my goal. Because if I was working just for someone else doing whatever, I would still have the goal of where I want to get, and that would be a stepping stone to it. So it'd be like, whatever I can do, whatever I can uh, help with. I think uh, I think like what Jeremy was, was talking about, 
um, on his podcast when he was talking about what he did where he went to the uh, owners of the company and was like, hey, I want to learn more. What can I do? How can I bring you more value? Just like what as a, as a business, what we try to do our cut for our customers is like, hey, how can we bring you more value? How can we be, um, you know, how can we help you in any way? How can we be your problem solvers? Each employee, I wish, did that for the company. And there are employees that do that, but it seems so hard to find. And you know, as I'm saying this, maybe it's not something that's fine. Maybe it's something that you breed, that you kind of, your culture breeds that you you develop. Um, I don't know, in your your experience, have you worked at places that kind of breed and develop that where you were, it was part of the norm to work that way. In other places, it was like you were the outlier working that way. Um... Yeah, that's actually a good point. Now you got me thinking about it because when I worked at that uh, social media marketing um, company, mm-hmm. it was, uh, I don't want to necessarily say the work ethic was different because I think everyone was still motivated to work hard, but I think that definitely plays a factor is the type of work involved. I think uh, here at Larson Waste, um, I don't think the work is harder, but it definitely is more... Um, it requires more, I don't know, body effort. Yeah, um, more physical. It's, it's more like manual effort. labor. It's, it's, it's more manual labor. It's more physical. Um, but uh, at that marketing manage, you know, that marketing firm, it was a lot more uh, mental. Um, they would put in more hours than us. A lot of it was uh, take your home, or take home your work, and do a lot of editing and computer work there. But um, and I mean, I had a couple employees that would pull all nighters just to get videos done. Well, and a lot so, of those guys were like interns, right? Yeah, not really. Yeah, 90% of those were interns and they were fighting for their spot. So, uh, but that also could play a role back into what we said before, the location. It was at a college and there was limited jobs, like you said, a recession kind of feel. So they were like, everyone had to prove themselves and they weren't proving themselves and they weren't even going to be considered for the spot. So, yeah, which I guess if we put that on us, like our responsibility is to build a company that the culture is so enticive yeah. that we do have people lining up that don't want to leave it no matter what the job is. Cause there's good and bads about every job. Like, oh, absolutely. I don't think, you know, especially if you're do working for someone, um, you know, so, you know, we, we might want to complain about, hey, we can't find these people that want to do this. But in reality, how we could change that instead of, you know, all oh, the look, this, that and the other. If this was such a good place to work, however, that might be the culture, the atmosphere, whatever. And I think it actually has a lot less to do with the pay and more with the culture that we'd have people wanting to come here. Even if they've got a good job going, man, if I got a chance to hop over to Larson, I'd go do that. So, you know, maybe it's more on us to keep pushing that way, doing what we have to do to to make this such a, you know, a better place to work where where people are wanting that. And with that, I think this brings up a good point from uh, one of our previous conversations we had uh, last week, I think, is uh, for all you business owners, um, especially those that are starting out kind of like Derek, um, I think it's important to realize that uh, the best the best way to incentivize your employees is not by giving them extra cash. Mm-hmm. Now, it may be correct for some people, but from what me and you have um, experienced, um, experimented with, um, we spend a ton of time with our employees. We communicate with them. We become their friends first before we, we are their bosses. 
And what that allows us to do is, uh, for example, we have an employee out here works in our transfer station, just visually noting that every morning he comes to work with a monster and he loves monsters and like, not does he need a monster because that's what wakes him up in the morning because that's what he thoroughly enjoys drinking. It brings him happiness. You know, as silly as it sounds. Whatever he likes it. Yeah. but instead of saying, hey, Nick, thanks for working so hard for, um, you know, for us. And uh, here's an extra, you know, couple bucks or whatever. Yeah, 20 bucks. 20 bucks or even 100 bucks. I mean, yeah. to him, it's like, cool, I have more money. 90% of those people are going to spend that on bills. They don't know how to reward themselves with that money. I actually struggle with it, too. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, pay some bills. Yeah, a lot of people do that. Yeah. And so what we did is we went and bought them, you know, uh, 30 or three, ten, or two, ten, ten cases of monsters, and the kid was ecstatic. He was like, "Man, this is the best bonus I've ever received." And let me tell you, from a business perspective, it saved us a whole lot of money, and it made our employee want to work for us twice as hard. Yeah. So just getting little, to actually know. Yeah. Pro tip. So one of the things that you said, how do you balance? Like, I think it is important to uh, um, be be friends or or know them you know but how do you balance that relationship so i think some good to relate it to is maybe pro sports yes like pro sports those organizations are super high performing we want to perform at that level especially as a small company like we are like with only 50 employees there's no there's not room to not have a players sure not saying we haven't in the past but that's what we've got to strive for you know if you're uh organization that's got 4,000 employees like yeah you're gonna have some C and D players and it's whatever but when you're a small business you've only got 50 guys every single one has to be on their A game like you've got to have A players so you know to what I'm getting at is like so if you take a professional uh, like football team basketball team I guess it doesn't matter I think it's important to cultivate that uh, relationship, like you said. Be friends. Make sure you under know them, know what drives them, have the emotional intelligence to motivate them. But how do you balance that with the performance that is expected and needed from them? I think it's a really similar to parenting. Now, with that being said, I'm not saying parenting is easy. It's probably the hardest thing a lot of us will ever do. But you got to treat it like that approach. You got to give them the respect um, that's deserved. But I think uh, the conversations you have with them need to be um, not only quality and genuine, um, but I think it's just very well clear stated within your conversations that you're having with them. Um, I mean, you're. You just gotta let them know somehow that you're their boss, but you're, you're the you are their friend first. So obviously, if they need something, they're there for them. There's a problem, an issue, you resolve it. Um, but I think something that we do really well here that helps with that is just lead by example. Uh-huh. If uh, a good leader, um, like we're trying to really establish here in our company in our culture, is um, the our employees are only as good as their leaders. And so if we're not leading by example, um, and you know, saying, hey, like I'm willing to have a good time with you talk and I'll joke with you and I'll have good quality conversations in the morning not just hey how's it going good quiet bye yeah you know but like I said hey I'll talk with you I'll work with you but when it's time to work I'm not sitting here you know lollygagging around I'm shutting up and I'm getting my butt to work and this is how it needs to be done quick and snappy and correct yeah and which which a good example of that the other day I was up doing some paperwork up in my office I could oversee the yard and uh you're out there um doing some work on the yard with a cannon and then you hop off with a shovel and we got two employees standing there kind of talking with you and I chuckled to myself because uh, we've got the two employees standing there and you're busting your butt with a shovel 
you know, cleaning yeah. it up and stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's uh, like initially it's like, why is, it, why is he the only one working? But the example that's set there is like, okay, yeah, like sure we can chat or whatever, but like, you know, uh, that's so opposite of what you see, I'd say, like in governmental work. It's like the supervisor's there to sit there and watch you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that can be tough too and misconstrued, misconstrued sometimes because um, lots of times, you know, if you're just in your job, you don't realize what maybe management and the other things that they have to do that may not look like the work you do of like the actual work of the company getting done. Mm-hmm. But the back end of that and the things that are pushing the company forward, it may look so different that you don't recognize that. But I think having the chances when you do to, to give that example makes a huge difference to them and so they respect you when you sit down and say you know I think it goes a lot farther the the conversations if the if they're not performing how they need to perform like you said if you've already built that relationship whether it's a friendship or or even just uh I don't know knowing that person yeah and caring about that person it goes so much farther when you sit down and say, hey, these are the expectations we agreed upon that you would perform at this level. And you know I care about you. You know, I understand you've got, you know, what's going on in your life. Maybe not completely, but I have an idea. But I still need these expectations met. And, uh, you know, I think sometimes we've done that. Sometimes we're not. Uh, one of the employees that we parted ways with um, a couple months ago, I, I felt like that's how it really went. Yeah. Is he had, he had respect for... Um, his supervisors because they'd worked alongside him showed him they'd listened to him got to know him understood his problems and when it said hey we we've got these expectations we need you here between these hours and and can you do that and he said you know i i just can't there wasn't any like explosion and the upsetness it was like hey we understand you these are the expectations expectations that we've laid forth you can't meet them like that's that's fine like we can just part our ways and there wasn't any any blow up like we've had with other employees where where that pattern hadn't been followed right. and oh man it's got such a mess not following that pattern so i i think before dude i've been talking way too long no, but just just to kind of wrap it up wrap up what i'm trying to say so it's practical is when you build the relationship like you said friendship or just knowledge and care of the person where they know you care about them and their issues and like you had said the recognizing and rewarding them with something personal, I think, is the biggest show of what you can do. I, I asked this the other day to a business page. I said, hey, what do you guys do to surprise and delight your employees? Almost every single one of them said, oh, I give them extra cash on a Friday or after a particularly hard job, which I think does go a certain distance but I think it's super basic when you really know that person can give them some specific the value can be exponentially lower yeah. um, the cash value but the value that you get out of their appreciation and them realizing you do care about you about them is exponentially higher Right. and we have a perfect case study of one employee that probably three or four maybe even five times I'd gone out and given that guy a hundred bucks because he'd gotten, gotten us out of a sticky situation just hundred bucks saying hey I appreciate you here's a hundred bucks and when it came to the point where we 
had to part ways because he wasn't meeting the expectations that we had laid forth, it was an explosion. And he yeah. was... He didn't feel like he was understood by us and we didn't care about him. And it was just an explosion, even though the expectations had been laid out and it was clear by his results he wasn't meeting those expectations. He felt like he was just another pawn in the game that we were like, nope, not good enough later. Yeah. Um, Where this other example, we had created that relationship. And so when that expectation talk happened, it was... You know, honestly, I wish it would have gone the other way. And he would have said, okay, I can meet those expectations. Let me get to back, back to work and show you. But even though it went the opposite way and it's I can't meet those expectations, the whole experience was so much better for everyone involved. Yeah. So I guess uh, two things here real quick and uh, we'll wrap it up. Um, just kind of... Uh like you said, wrapping up or clarifying it if, uh, to help everyone kind of understand. Uh, to the point you just made, I think uh, from my understanding, what I kind of got from that is, and also a side note is, when you give your employees money, and I think I mentioned this to you before, like that as an incentive or whatnot, oftentimes there's also a problem or a bad habit that is derived from that seeing, thinking, if I work hard, I'm going to be instantly rewarded with cash, Mm -hmm. which creates really bad habits of expectations, like what the freak, I've worked my butt off all week and I'm not getting any extra cash. Well, that's when bad habits, because if you don't... Yeah, you're still getting paid for what you're doing and meeting your expectations. But sometimes people, if you give them too much incentives within cash, I'm not saying cash is bad, just sometimes if to the right, right or wrong person, it can be... I guess overexpected or like I'm not going to work hard for you more because I'm not getting bonuses. Yeah, like you said, right or wrong person I think is perfect. You have to create that relationship to understand what drives them. Because in someone's situation, they might be like, I am so close to losing my house or being kicked out of my rental. And the cash goes a lot farther for that person if you recognize that see they've earned that or you want to reward them in that way if you actually know that have that relationship they don't want any freaking monsters yep because they're trying to stay in their house with their family but someone in a different situation you know taking them to lunch is a huge deal yeah so yeah and then uh that last point real quick and i kind of feel like this sums up uh what we've been talking about as far as employees is as a leader as management don't don't expect your employees to do something that you won't do yourself oh, heck and I think yeah. that comes down and I think that is one of the best messages you can relate to your new hires to your current employees and that's something that Garrett does really well at and, and we strive to do you know our best at here at Larson Waste is it's a dirty job and um, how can we expect any of our employees to jump in a trailer full of trash if we won't do it ourselves or if we're not going to be willing to work long hours and miss our family dinner if you know if they're going to you know miss it too and so just be really aware of uh, I guess the self image and the reflection of yourself I mean don't be out there harping on your employees as like you said if, if you're standing there saying hey move that shovel faster do that but you're not willing to grab a shovel and do it yourself then it's kind of hard for your employees to want to work for you but if you can lead by example I promise you we've seen it um, hand over fist here um, if, if you get out and do that work with them they will work their butt offs 
for you. They'll respect you more. You'll you will start to see a more rewarding and positive attitude from your employees. So couldn't couldn't agree more, man. Yeah. So freaking get out there, work hard. Thanks for listening, guys, and uh, never freaking complain.